Hello, I'm Russell Howard. This is Wonderbox, where I talk to guests about things they adore. This week, we've got a stand-up comedian and actor. You might have seen him on Gogglebox, sharing a sofa with Mo Gilligan. You might have seen him on I'm a Celebrity, sharing worms with Matt Hancock. This is Babatunde Aleshi's Wonderbox. Thanks for coming on the show, man. Thank you for having me, my bro, man. Hot, fresh from Stevenage. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you look good, everything's pressed, you're ready. Nah, yeah, yeah, man. It's Are you a good. morning person? I can be. Right. <laughs> all right, this is it. Before I got married, I was a morning person. Really? <laughs> yeah, because I was always energetic, bubbly, everything. But then I got married. What happened? And then it's just demands upon demands. I need this, I need that, and da 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 and... Then it's like, ah, oh, man. What are the what kind of demands are we dealing with? Are you putting the bins out? Are you all of that? Yeah, bins. I fucking hate putting. The I bins don't out. like, particularly the, the, at this time of the year. It's cold. It's cold, bro. Yeah, and I, then I consider fly tipping. Uh, uh, <laughs> Do you know what I mean? <laughs> but just outside the house, it's. But sort you know of... what it is? My wife leaves the bin. She lets it like pile up to mm. like the point where it's just like I can't take this out no more because yeah. if I take it out, it's gonna rip. Now I have got to tip the bin over. Mm. With you holding another bin, so that bin will go into this bin and now we've got two bins and now I've got a, it's just a mess and then you're, you're doing double handed yeah. and then you've got cold bin juice all over oh. all over your threads that's it when you come back with bin juice all over you that's disgusting <laughs> 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 we've got to take a bath there's a lot about fatigue you've got a young one at the minute haven't yeah, you yeah yeah just had a baby girl so presumably yeah. you're going out with like vomit yeah, yeah, shit, yeah, yeah, piss yeah, all of that yeah all yeah. of that man and I, you, have you ever got so tired that you've looked at yourself and you've gone I think I can pass that stain off as a Greg sausage roll. Because <laughs> like, I'm a bit, well, we've got a little puppy at the minute and I'm like, oh, I yeah. think that's piss, but no one's going to know. No one's going to know. <laughs> I made the mistake, and my wife did warn me, I made the mistake of taking the nappy bin out and she was just like, just be careful when you tip it into the bin. She's just okay. like, just turn your face away. I was like, why? She's like, just trust me. I'm like, it's not going to be that bad. It's like, you know, she's only three months old. Yeah. Dude, oh my lord, nappy bins stink, bruv. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's disgusting. You catch one of those downwind. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think that's what happened to. Do you remember, was it Lyle Lovett that went out with Julia Roberts? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And his yeah. face is all twisted. <laughs> I, th I think he got a whiff of baby shit and his face couldn't recover. But do you know what I mean? You've seen him. It's sort of that thing, you know. I often think that, like, you know, you see someone's face and you go, "What happened? Yeah, what happened? Why is your face yeah, twisted?" Yeah, yeah, like yeah. That, they bro? must have seen something, man. Like, it's either that it's baby shot, or you've been to Epstein's Island. Something's happened. <laughs> <laughs> it's sort of that twisted thing. Yeah. I'm excited about doing this because yeah. we, we've only met the once. Yeah, we did yeah, yeah, the big yeah. fat quiz of telly, yeah. and it was such fun. Yeah. And um, oh, you were cracking I, me up, bro. I, I want to know what's in your what's in your box. What do you love? Yeah. First thing, uh, microphone. A microphone. Yeah, okay. man. What do you love about microphones? It's the stand up. Mm -hmm. It's mm -hmm. the stand up, and and I've been on such a journey. Twenty years into the game. Yeah, wow. Since I was 17 years old. Holy shit. Yeah, bro. <laughs> it's like... Um, How old are you? I'm 37 now. Wow. Yeah, man. So 20 years. And I, I, I honestly, I'd never thought... I look back and I'm just like, bro, like, I'm actually a stand-up. Because I've always, like, idolised, like, you know, the stand-ups I used to watch growing up. Like, your Jeannie Asheray's and your Eddie Murphy's, Lee Evans, all these type of mm -hmm. people. And 
every time I see like a microphone, I'm just like, man, I'm about to perform. This is amazing. Like, I still get excited. Do you? Yeah, now I really do. And I, I just think it's the fact that I can call myself a stand up. I don't know, sounds cheesy, but it fills my heart with joy. Yeah, <laughs> you man. Know what I'm saying, There's man. nothing cheesy about that. Yeah. It's sort of, it's so nice that the nerves aren't there. There's just that sort of excitement. The nerves are there, but I think just the fact that. I can just call myself. A mm, mm, mm. That's the bit that gets me. But there's something that's particularly about holding a mic as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, you know that bit in, I think it's Return of the Jedi yeah. when R2-D2 flings the lightsaber yeah. at Luke and he does that spin in the air and he catches it. Yeah. I've often thought that would be the best start to a stand-up <laughs> special. But like, do you know what I mean? Like Kevin Hart could probably make that happen. Yeah, he probably <laughs> where, could. We need where, elaborate But do you know what I mean? There, like yeah, having, yeah. but there is something of the lightsaber about it yeah, where... Yeah. Like, have you ever done stand-up without a mic? Yes, I have. It's different, and it yeah. doesn't quite work. I don't like it. Because you're sort of moving your hands yeah. too much. Yeah. But there's something about the safety. I don't know. It's 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 sort of a sword and a shield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All at once. I started off terrible with the mic, because I, 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 this is my pet peeve. If I see, like, a performer, and they've got, like, the wires all bunched up. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm like, ah! Yeah. Like, you know I know what you mean. mean. It's the people that wrap it around the knuckle. <laughs> yeah. And it, yeah, yeah. It's like there's no stagecraft at all. No. So like I've watched Chris Rock yes. and I've watched the way he handled yeah. the mic, the way he would always get the wire and, and like as he moves across the stage, he kind of like gets the mic and strings it along. Mm -mm. And I was like, oh, okay. So that's and he's a real it. prowler, isn't he, Chris he Rock? He is, yeah. So like you think of like bring the pain and bigger and blacker. It's just this yeah. constant yeah. just marching from Moving, side yeah. to side. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Learned a lot of stagecraft. But... <laughs> this is the thing with my stand-up journey I've gone through every stage I've, I've, yeah, I can imagine you have as well but like early my early gigs I remember there was at, um, a time I did a show in Brixton right this is my second gig in Brixton a place yeah. called Z Bar I've gone off the high off my first gig and mm -hmm. I'm thinking to myself I've got this man you yeah. know what I'm saying my first gig it went alright 17 yeah 17 years old everyone was cracking up da, 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 da. I'm thinking man I've got this and I invited a girl oh, that I liked the I was just like yeah come 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 watch me perform <laughs> she's like alright cool 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 I'm thinking right I'm in here I'm in there like you know what I'm saying so I've brought my one of my brethren one of my friends and another he's brought a girl and then I've brought this girl right and um, then I get called up to do my bit. Dude, I froze. I, I froze and I just started mumbling. I don't know what I was saying. And then there was this woman in the in the front. This is Brixton in the back in the day. It's like early 2000s. And she's looking at me. Right? She's an old black woman. She's just looking at me. Yeah? Yeah. She turns to her partner. She looks back at me and she's like... Loud, yeah, yeah, yeah. And now everyone's like, oh, oh. like, what are you gonna say, dude? I was just like, my name's Bobby Till. Thank you very much. <laughs> I yeah, just walked yeah, off yeah. stage, oh. crushed my heart. And then the girl didn't even look at me when I got oh. off the stage. Oh. She didn't bat an eyelid. And then the next guy that went on was Victor Daniels, right? And he absolutely smashed it. And she's there laughing her head off, laughing her head oh. off. And I'm just standing there, just like, <sighs> yeah, yeah, man. I've had some. With the with the mic, I've definitely had like my my trial and my journeys and everything, man. You know but it's I mean? also that thing that those moments when you're 17 and you yeah. just gotta take that on the chin. Yeah, and yeah. It's the humiliation. But it, there's a real moment where you're like, okay, well that can't happen again. Yeah. But I now know what this feels like. Yeah, yeah. yeah but yeah, do you know yeah. what I mean? It's sort yeah. of. I remember having my first five gigs went great, and then my sixth one was 
just brutal. Just like <laughs> up, it was in a club called Jester's in Bristol. Yeah. Two hundred people in, and just death oh, just no. died. And um, I'd never died before, yeah. and I was panicked. And I was eighteen. And Scott Capura, do you know Scott? No, no, no. He's a comic um, from San Francisco. San Francisco. And I said, "What? What, what do you do? Like when, when you've had a, a, a get, get bad? What, 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 what do you do?" And he went, "The first thing I like to do is put a cock in my mouth." <laughs> And I, and I was like, are there, are there other options? Or like, just, you know, when you just kind of, oh, I don't know if I want it that much. But I just, it must be, I was just hoping like, just like a beer or something. Like, but, but that feeling of misery, but just going home. Yeah. It's so every, every stand up's been through that. Yeah. I think that's what's nice, isn't it? You've all yeah. had those great moments, but Chris Rock will have died. Yeah. You know, um, he dies often. Yeah, I love that. I love it when someone's got the courage to explore their brain. Yeah. Because like I find that like particularly if you have a degree of celebrity, it is that thing yeah. where you're like going, Oh god, oh yeah. fuck, 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 fuck. Yeah. I don't want to be the guy that kind of That's the part that got I was scared of the most. And I hid a lot. I hid from the craft for right. a long, long time. Yeah. Because it was just like, well, I don't want to experience that pain. It's it's you know what it's like. It's too much. Mm. Like when you have a bad gig and you have to go home or you leave early from a gig because you had a bad gig, you don't want to face nobody. That just, it messes with you. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It messes with your ego, messes with your like everything about you. So I hid from that a, a long, long time. I always just used to just go back to what I knew would work. But do, you, do you remember a particularly, almost like a crossroads moment when you were at your kind of lowest yeah. When you're like, is it worth staying in the game? Yeah. What yeah. was? Do you know what that was? Yeah, I was. Um, I was. I was like 27, and I was just like, you know what happened? This is what happened. I don't. I don't like the the competition element of stand up. Mm. I don't like that. Yeah. If you're better than me, fantastic. Big up yourself. Yeah, yeah. I don't care. Yeah, That's yeah. for you. Once that kind of started creeping into like, because I started on the black circuit. Once that started creeping into the black circuit, I was just like, I, I've had enough. Yeah. You know, I'm working on stage and then I, can, I look off stage and there's a comic just watching. I'm just like, oh, like, yeah. it's, it's jarring. And I remember it got to the point where I was just like, I don't want this no more. I, I And I walked away. I really did. I walked away, yeah, for two years. I just had a regular job. I didn't do nothing comedy wise. And my wife, she was just like, you really just going to sit home and not perform? And I was just like, yeah. She was just like, nah. Like, you you are a stand-up. You, wow. You're always making jokes. You're always writing or coming up with bits. You're always practicing new like ideas on me. She was just like, just go. Just go back to do what you love. And that was it. I was just like, yeah, for real. Holy shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then do the bins. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but that's so she was she, so she basically yeah. got you out there again yeah, yeah but I knew I would always come back I, what I, were you doing for those two years working at TFL were you <laughs> yeah wow yeah but, and did that feel a bit like a superhero that wasn't putting on his tights it did it did because it was like everyone at work knew who I was right. especially the black people they knew they were just like hey you Baba Tunde and I was just like yeah they were just like what the hell? Like, yeah. what are you doing here? Just working, man. Taking care of my wife and my son. Yeah. But my wife was just like, you're a comedian. Yeah. Go out there, man. Go back out there. Like, forget some of the negativity that's surrounding you within, like, the the game and stuff like that. Just get out there. 
you know. And what was the moment when it, because I now think of you as sort of successful comic, what was the moment when it kind of clicked? Management, I'll be real. The thing is, it, I, I was always funny, but I never had no guidance. Yeah. And I'm not business savvy. I don't know how to get from A to B. All I know is I'm just funny. That's it. I can walk into a room, make people laugh. But there's the structure in, in terms of how you want to be successful, how you go about yeah. the craft of um, stand-up. And I never knew it. All yeah. I knew was I'm funny. That's it. But do you understand? I just needed someone to explain it to me. And then introducing me to like it sounds stupid but introducing me to like new material now so it was just like yeah get out there because we didn't have that on the black circuit yeah. it was literally theater performances because the black comedy circuit it was either every sunday or one or two shows every month but it would be in a big theater like a hackney empire or o2 indigo so so there was no place for us to practice new material right do you understand mm. that started getting introduced quite late so um how yeah. does the black circuit differ from kind of the, the, the yeah like just, the just a normal circuit, circuit gig? Um, yeah, it's it's just massive shows. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? You could be a. New... I bet they go off, don't they? Oh yeah, yeah. 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 I bet when you're when you're spanking it, you yeah. are spanking I mean, that gig. Yeah. Have you ever done a black gig? No, nah. dude. Well, it just feels like it. It would be a tricky thing to ask. No, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like it just feels like. Excuse me, can I come along? <laughs> no, you'd be fine. There's bare white people on that. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but I'd, um, I'd love to give it a go, dude. You smash it easily, easily. But um, it goes off because the way we laugh is so different. Yeah, you've seen black people laugh. Well, yeah. I, what I love is very often it feels a bit like. I've never seen enjoyment on the face more, but also everyone's grabbing each other like they're about <laughs> to fall out of a raft. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's kind of that. But that's what I love. That you sort of see them and like anything's being grabbed. Yeah. Arms, yeah, yeah, thighs, yeah. People tits. are running down yeah, the yeah, aisles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's magical. It's, yeah. And um, that is, and people are like stamping the floor. Like when black people laugh, you feel it. Mm. You really do. It is literally, if you've ever watched Def Comedy Jam, it's, the reaction is exactly the same. Yeah. What's the, what's the next thing? Next thing is radio. Radio boombox, which is very important to me. Okay. Because of the culture that I grew up in, all right? I grew up in that that era where garage transitioning to grime, that started to become like a massive thing within my culture. And so what's right, as someone that doesn't know a lot, what's yeah. garage, what's grime, what's the difference? So you know garage, you know garage music. Give me a hit, what does it say? Uh, flowers. I'll bring you flowers in the pouring oh, rain. Yeah, I know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Right. Isn't the line, I'll bring you flowers in the pouring, pouring rain. rain? Yeah. I mean, that's a fucking... <laughs> I've, just, I've, I've just thought about that. That's a weird thing of like... But of, of, as far as songs go, yeah. it's an odd... Like, it's in an the odd rain. thing, just, it? yeah. yeah bring You'd me rather an do it in the sunshine, yeah, right? Bring, or bring me an umbrella, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> like, it's raining. I don't want tulips. Yeah, but yeah, anyway, yeah. so that's garage. So garage yeah, is, garage. but is it more? Du, 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 du. So yeah. Is it? Is it it's more melody? Melody, right? Like, okay. Rise, ba, 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 yeah. Very, very ba, ba, nice and bubbly. Yeah. And everybody happy, happy, happy. Yeah. Okay. Then all the gangsters decide to start jumping on. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. <laughs> let's, just, let's just be real. The gangsters yeah, exactly. started, and, and the flowers disappeared. The flowers disappeared. <laughs> yeah. The gangsters got involved, and it was that. Fuck this hay fever. <laughs> <laughs> what, 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 what was what was so what happened next so the gangsters come in yeah the gangsters came in and pirate radio was born yes right and once that was born the youth started to get involved and now this gave an opportunity for the youth to get on the mic 
and express themselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? But obviously, them expressing themselves was a lot of angry lyrics. But it was that transition, right? And that era is where I, that's the pocket I sit in. Yeah. Right? I grew up in Tottenham. Terrible place. Absolutely horrible place. But pirate radio, grime spoke to me, spoke to my generation. Yeah. Right? Don't get it twisted. I was one of the happy lot. <laughs> you know what yeah. I'm saying? Wasn't in no gang or nothing like that. But it was the energy, right, that surrounded you know, my area, everything. That's the culture I grew up in. And so radio, pirate radio, every single night. I really? I literally listened to Dizzy Rascal from the conception of him holding a mic to him becoming a superstar. Wow. Do you understand? People like Wiley and Tinchy Strider and all the guys that you hear today, yeah. every single one of them, Chip, Stormzy, all of them, Yeah. they all started from um, pirate radio and yeah. just, you know, continue to make it. And so, so it's almost like Pirate Radio was like open spots for yeah. UK grime, yeah, essentially, was. that they were just going on there and doing five minutes. Yeah. And then the audience were like, yeah, he's all right. But yeah, all, yeah. <laughs> but isn't that what it's, it's kind of fascinating? It was, yeah. And but a lot like, of people got deals and stuff like that. Off the back of that? Off the back of Pirate Radio. A lot of people, they started releasing music. and It's amazing, isn't it? So like this, this kind of sort of subculture that yeah. that very few people know about but mm -hmm. you you know you're kind of in it every night listening every to it every night yeah. and this is the thing so that it was gave... like your one show it was but that <laughs> <laughs> do you know what I mean every day who's going to be on I bet Jermaine Jenis was on that and all <laughs> fucking hell <laughs> <laughs> he gets in where a draft wouldn't, doesn't he? He's a lovely bloke, but bloody hell, Jermaine. He, um, <laughs> I was about to say, he, Pirate Radio and listening to it, like Heat FM and Deja Vu, all these radio, um, uh, Pirate Radio shows, that gave the youth a voice. And that almost gave me a voice. Even though I wasn't an MC, well, I actually was an MC for a, a bit. My, name, my MC name was MC Bubba. <laughs> nice. MC. That, that was terrible. McBubba, yeah. <laughs> McBubba. Yeah, it sounds like a, a Happy Meal, doesn't it? But really... Mc... Yeah, from yeah, in but... Nigeria. Yeah, he's yeah. the McBubba sandwich, right? You know? <laughs> Have you had the McBubba sandwich? <laughs> it is very nice. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. Um... Can you remember any of your lyrics? I can't. I wish I did. I wish I did. Did you have an energy? Yeah, I was, like, uh, hype. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. What was that sound you made? Uh, I was sort of like, I'm trying to think of what I've heard, but it's always like, the ones on tools. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Always that. Oh, no, we wasn't the ones and two guys. Okay. So that's garage. Grime is more, you wouldn't understand this, but it's eight bar wheel up. So a man will be like, oh, okay, uh, pow, yeah. Do you remember pow? Nope. Pow, yeah, I'm leaving the beat. Pow, you, you don't know, know about me. me. Yeah, I'm That was eight bar wheel ups. Okay. Right? And you would literally just, yeah, you would literally just repeat the same thing over and over again. And kids would lose their minds. There was a lyric, right? May, I think this was Major Ace's lyric. This was his lyric. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And kids would lose their absolute mind. To the point, they'd be like, wheel it, wheel it. And he would have to do that from the beginning again. Wow. <laughs> and that's called an eight bar wheel up. It's an eight bar wheel up. Oh, I like that. <laughs>
<laughs> so, but but I get that as well. I yeah. can feel there's like a load of you together. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. But presumably you're like running up this hill of emotion. Of emotion. It's It was our punk rock, really and truly. Well, that's what it feels like. It feels like, like you say, it's that thing of anyone can do it. There's no rules. There's no and rule. it just feels like there's just kids listening to kids going, I'm going to do that. Yeah. And you make of it what you will. Yeah. And then the few fast forward. stars that stood well, out like but a But fast Dizzy forward, Rascal, yeah. Stormzy's doing Glastonbury. He's, you know, he's headlining Dizzy Rascal the same. It's just. Yeah. Yeah. Is grime just British or do you get like Norwegian grime? No, you get a lot of grime. So there's like Indian grime. Crossed over to Canada. Canadians love our music over here. But. Um, yeah, it was it was the expression. It was just us, and that gave me a voice in terms of okay, I have the bravery to go my own path, mm-hmm. and then I went through the stand up. Yeah, because it was just like, but if it wasn't for grime, if it wasn't for pirate radio, I don't think I would have had the bravery because during this era, everyone started speaking up. Everyone really started finding their voice. So, is grime political? Would you say it's or not political? Is it sociological? Yeah. So, what were the messages that were coming out? Sort of in the, oh. in the early noughties. But what was being said? Uh, yeah, I'll kill this. I'll kill that. <laughs> <laughs> I'll run up on you and drag you out your car. This all. It was just. It was honestly. It was mayhem. Yeah. It was. It was terrible lyrics. But that is because of the surroundings. You know, when you're growing up on an estate and the next estate across the road or something you're you have conflict with yeah that's all coming out in the music yeah do you understand so the lyrics weren't positive it it, it was not positive positive at all but um it just gave everyone a voice and it's like a howl had, yeah. it feels like it's sort of just people Every- in their space screaming about their situation yeah that's it you know. And did you because it's you seemed like a very positive bloke yeah so so listening to that kind of that vent, mm-hmm. how did that kind of connect with you? Were you were you different when you were younger? No, 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 no. No, always happy, always the joker of the, the pack. But why it spoke to me, it was, you know, you go to school, you're, you're a young teenager, you, you don't want to be there, you just want to express yourself. It was getting that out. It was let me have a voice, let me yeah. express my own self. Have you ever thought about like a crossover with music and stand-up? Yeah, like no, a cross of a night. I hear you, but I'm not. I'm terrible. No, I'm terrible fine. at music. I'm so terrible. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not. It's just not your. It's just not me. <laughs> what is the next thing? Uh, nappies. Okay. Big change. So this yeah. feels like a very right. So th- you love nappies. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I loved nappies. What though. do nappies represent? Nappies represent fatherhood. Yeah. That's what that represents. And the reason, it's such a big trip to me, uh, being a father, because I didn't grow up with my dad. Okay. Right? He left. I say he left. He got kicked out <laughs> when I was four. But unfortunately, he died when I was around 10 years old. So I don't know what it's like to have a dad. Right. It's foreign to me. So even being a father... It's just a it's a trip to me, like you know what I'm saying. Even when my son calls me dad, I'm just like, oh snap, you're talking to me, bro. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, but I love it. It fills me with like all the joy in the world. Do you know what I'm saying? But nappies are bloody expensive, bro. Like man, you know what I'm saying? Like babies, they just poo for fun, bro. My daughter, well, my son was worse. My daughter, she's not as bad. My son though, when he was a baby, 
Lord have mercy. <laughs> this boy was just every minute, just bat, 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 bat. I remember the first time I changed his nappy. Fuck me, he's done an eight bar shit. Shit, 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 shit. You know what Yeah. The first time I changed him, this is the very first time I changed him, my wife, she was just like, oh, I'm going out quickly. She just went down the road. Wow. I remember this day, I'm changing him, and the bookshelf was like right there. So I'm changing him. This guy just pellets one big shit, just bow onto the um <laughs> onto the bookshelf. And I'm like, oh, I'm I'm panicking now because I'm just like, I don't know what to do. I don't know yeah. what's happening, but stop, just stop it, just stop. And he's just going. He's just bow, 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 bow. I'm like, wow. so he really did do it. Eight he's, hit, <laughs> he's hitting multiple books. No, no, no. It's just hitting the shelf. Just right. the outside of the shelf. Yeah, phew. He's just. Oh, I was just like, oh my god. So I've had my fair share of like, you know, getting shitted on. Well, that's and... insane though. That's like a breakdown at a library. <laughs> like, so so were any of the books kind of touched or anything like that? No, no, no. But you just, just had to clean the of, shelf. Yeah, yeah. Fuck, yeah just the it. side of it. And I was just like, oh man, this is mad. But I guess it's going to be that weird thing. How old are your kids? Seven and three months. Yeah, right. So, yeah. you know, presumably like in two years time, well, I don't know whether you're gonna have more kids, but it's yeah. gonna be there will be that moment where you 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 take off the last nappy. Yes. And then you'll probably miss that nappy in a weird way. No. Do you, you don't think so? <laughs> the hell no, bro. No, you don't have, have children. I don't have children, no. Bro, oh no, I'm not gonna miss. I'm not gonna miss it. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. There, there isn't even like a bit sweet moment of like connection or have you smelled baby? Shit. No, I've seen it. I've seen I've seen the consistency of it. I've seen the look on parents. You know, the faces when they're dealing with it. Right. But like as a, you know, a non-parent, it's one of those things like, I don't mind holding a baby. I'll play with a baby. I'll make a baby laugh. But no non-parent is leaping in and going, I got this. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? It's, exactly. it's, it's yours and yours only. <laughs> but the, it must be that thing when you're hit with the pee and the poo that you're just like, yeah, that's a connection. That's love in it. <laughs> because well, no, it must be because I bet you there's very few people in the world that you would let shit on your shelf if Mo Gilligan yeah. right was was led on your table and then shat on your books then Gogglebox is going to be different innit like, do you know what I mean you're like listen Mo I, I respect you but you've ruined the jungle book yeah. <laughs> do you know what I mean yeah. War and Peace is finished Yeah, but it's those are the moments that when your son and daughter get married that you'll be able to look back and go, wow, look at this man. Yeah. Look at this girl. I, re I, I, I remember you shitting on a book. I do, I do. In saying that, I do miss my son being a baby. Right. Because he's seven now. He's just, he's just massive. I miss it. Right. Because it, just being able to hold them. Mm. I don't, it's just a lovely feeling. It's just like, oh, come here. Ooh, like, you know, there's so, like, I love that with my daughter now because she's just the cutest and the, She's got these massive cheeks, man. Yeah. And it's just like, I can just kiss you all day. Now, if I try and like give my son a kiss, he is ready to fight me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's like, don't even try it, dad. We're not doing that. You know what I mean? So I do miss that. But yeah, I mean, fatherhood for me has been the greatest thing. Even though I complain and me and my son, you know, we go at it. Honestly, I can say this with, with my whole heart. I love being a dad yeah i absolutely love it and like like you say growing up with growing up without a dad yeah. did you feel worried that you didn't have the skills yeah 100 i yeah. still I, sometimes i still do think that and what did what did you do with that did, did you sort of like ask other people do you read i do ask other people 
or I watch and observe. Mm. I was because you know comedians, we just we watch everybody. So I, I often imitate what I've seen. Mm. Like this is so uh, sad of me, but um, one of the biggest things I ever wanted <laughs> in my life was a shed. Right. And the only reason why is because my friend's dad had a shed. Yeah. They had a garden and he, he was always in his shed. And so I was just like, when I get older, I'm going to have a shed. <laughs> Bruv, there's, you see my shed? It's full of nonsense. You've got a shed though? I've got a shed. It's full of nonsense. What's in there? There's, oh, there's a ladder in there. I don't know why there's a ladder. It's not like I'm not climbing nowhere. I'm afraid of heights, but there's a ladder in yep. there. There's, what's there? There's, there's all bad. Lomo? Yeah, lawnmower's in there. I got a jet washer. I've used it like twice. Yeah. That's long to use that mm -hmm. thing. But it's fun. I won't lie. It's mad fun. It's mad fun. <laughs> but it's just long to set that down thing. I got a leaf blower. Wow. Oh, man. I felt like the king. I was just in my gut. It makes bare noise, though. Yeah, yeah. Freaking hell. I was just like, bro, this sounds like an airplane. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's just mad noisy. But it's so cheesy and it's so sad that I find joy in just having a shit. This stuff was cheesy about that, but it just feels it, it's a 1980s hot tub. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, just doing what I've seen other dads do. Yeah, totally. That's all I'm doing. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, okay, well, they do this, they I'm gonna do that. I try to put up a shelf and I'd learnt very quickly. I'm not the handyman. No. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's like our, our dad was like that. When my dad was plastering, he would yeah. teach us how to do it when we were like yeah. seven and nine. And his whole idea was like, get us into all these things. Yeah. But then he did it so much that now I can't think of anything worse. <laughs> then, do you know what I mean? They're trying to do plastering, yeah. trying to put a shelf up, yeah, yeah, yeah. putting a gate on, like all these yeah. like. But you can do it, right? I can do all those things. like. Yeah. But because my dad grew up without a dad. Yeah. So that's why I was curious to ask you because it's difficult to be a dad if you haven't seen a dad. That's it. Do, like Because yeah. you're you're kind of flying in the dark a yeah. bit. That, and that's what I'm, I was sort of especially curious about. Especially to a boy. Especially to a boy. It's yeah. like, how do I teach this, you know, young man what it is to be a man nowadays? Yeah. And, and nowadays is so different because it's not the same as back in the day where it was just like, hey, we're men, be a man, da, da, da. Now it's, you be whoever you want to be, you know? Mm. I have to come with a whole different approach. I can't even use what I've seen from other men. Yeah. Now it's a, it's a whole different thing. So now it's more about a, a, an emotional connection with my son. Yeah. Rather than a just, you do what I say. And are you, uh, do you read books? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I bet that, that seems like one of the joys. Like oh, as, God, as a non, loves them. as a non-parent looking at reading, yeah. reading stories, making up stories yeah. or teaching your kid to swim. They look like the big ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My son loves all that stuff, like football. Like he, he loves everything I never grew up doing. Really? Yeah. So he's just like that. Let's play football. I'm just like big man. I, I'm not no Ronaldinho, you know. I don't know what you want me to do. I can kick a ball, but you know, my son's out there trying to do skills, and I'm just standing there like, all right, you know what I'm saying? Like swimming. I can't swim. My son wants to swim, so I'm just like, okay, cool. Yeah, let's yeah, go yeah. swimming lessons. You know what I'm saying? My son really puts me out of my element so much. So both of us are learning together. Oh, but that's yeah. great though, eh? It is great. What is next on the list? Right, a Nigerian talking drum. And Okay, you're going to have to help me here. A Nigerian talking what drum. What is a Nigerian talking drum? So a Nigerian talking drum is a, is a, um, <laughs> it's a drum, it's a handheld drum. Yeah. And it's got these strings along, well not string, yeah, strings it's leather it's made out of cow skin right mm -hmm. 
they use to tighten the the drum or loosen it. So when you're hitting it with a stick, it imitates the sound of the Yoruba language, which is my mum's mother tongue. Right. Right. So when they hit it, people will understand what the drum is saying. It sounds mad, but it sounds like the Nigerian Yoruba language. Okay, well, we might be able to have a clip of this now. Yeah. Here it is. Okay, cool. so, so take us through. Yeah, so um, my mum got me this when I was young and I still have it now, right? And I can't speak Yoruba, right? But I just love playing with it and I love like... It can sound like any language. This is how they make it. So they get the cow skin and everything. They, you know, they tighten it around the drum. So it's a drum on both ends. So yes, yeah, yeah. You can tap it here or tap it at the back. And then it's got all these leather string things all around it. Yeah. But what they do when they make it, they put it out in the street to absorb the sound from the people. Wow. Every Yeah, it's from everyday people just talking, talking, and they leave it out there. And then they wrap it with the cow skin and then it's ready. Right, but that's how they make it. That and sounds it, mystical. Yeah, yeah, it's an extraordinary drum, and it sounds so, exactly like the language. So, so as you tighten it, and then you hear yeah. it, it'll be like doom, or when you tighten it more, doom. <laughs> All right, <laughs> yeah, basically. Okay. So it's it as you're if you're a professional at it, you can imitate how we speak just with the drum. So the kings use that in Nigeria. So to announce them coming into the into the courts the talking drummers will be playing it. Yeah. But they're not just playing it. The drums are talking. And what would they be saying? Just bigging up the king. Like, the king's coming in to the courts. All hail the king. But it's in the... It's it's with the drums. They're not saying... People are not talking. The drums. So it's... Do, 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 and it's... Wow. It's imitating the language. So could you uh, cuss somebody with the drum? Oh, hell yeah. You can talk with it. Yeah, you can cuss the life out. Of so you could that. you could essentially have a rap battle with a couple of <laughs> Nigerian talking drums. But you like, do you know what I mean? You, but you must be able to do that if that exists. Yeah. Wow. There's two drummers going at it. Yeah, like, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah you could. You God, could. that's nuts. Yeah, but languages. The reason why I bring that up is because of languages. I grew up with so many languages around me. Yeah. Right, and it's a shame I never picked up any. Yeah. Right, I can only speak English and, you know, slang, <laughs> which is not, it's still English. But my mum, she speaks like six languages. Wow. Yeah. I, when she told me, I was just like, I can't believe this. And does your mum ever speak to you in different languages? No, I heard her speak. So it's so mad. I remember one day I'm at home and my mum's speaking to some relative back home in Nigeria. But she's speaking and it sounds like Chinese. So I'm walking past and then I walk back. I'm like what the hell are you saying? Because I can recognise Yoruba. I don't know what you just said. I've never heard you speak that. She's like, oh, that's my village dialect. Wow. Which is totally different from Yoruba. So I'm just like, I never knew this. Yeah. I'm like, how many languages can you speak? She's like, six. So my mum's just bilingual and I, I had no idea. But languages for me is such a, is a big thing because I grew up around so much. Not only did I grow up in such a diverse community, but, you know, if I, at home, Yoruba's being spoken, my mum does not speak to me in English, right? Um, then the church that I was going to, it was all Jamaicans. So it's this patois. So I had to learn 
in terms of just, I can't speak it, but just to hear it and understand it, it yeah. was just like, okay, I know what he's saying. And then on the streets, it's nothing but slang. Yeah. Right? But the slang you hear on TV, like TV shows and all like Top Boy, that's the slang just so everybody can understand it. The slang we're speaking on the street is just, you know, is deep slang. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I'm, I've had to maneuver around all these different dialects and languages and accents and things like that. So languages are such a big thing for me. I'm now my wife, my wife is Jamaican. Yeah. So I've got that at home. You know what I'm saying? And so, yeah. What is your favorite uh, sort of word that I might not be familiar with? Because I love bear. When 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 bear. I hear you like uh, like, do you know what I mean it's bear cold? I love that. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Say less. I'm a big fan of that. Say less. I like raw. Yeah, raw's great, isn't it? Raw. Or boom. I love like. I don't know if you've had this where a man will start off a conversation and be like boom, or how do they do it now? Two twos. Have you ever heard that? No. Two twos. That's how we sometimes we start a uh, conversation. So what what does does it mean? Listen to this. Yeah. So two and two together. So so two twos now. It's it's kind of like um, make a long story short. Oh wow. Yeah. We so two go, twos. So two twos. So two twos. And what is boom? Boom is how you start off a conversation. So boom. That's what, how... As it, but what what does it mean? It's the start. This is, the start. this is the start. Boom. Yes. I'm about to start. Yeah, you'll be like, so boom now. <laughs> that means, all right, cool. Yeah, there's a story it. coming. And then in the middle, when you just want to get that story and get that story and just make a long story short. So two twos. So yeah. boom. Yeah. And then two twos is like a semicolon. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's I, a, that reminds me of a, um, in Yoruba, when you say I'm thinking or I'm pondering, yeah. the literal translation is I'm churning. Yeah. So that kind of reminds me of that. It's, it's. I love the fact that because I can understand Yoruba. What is I, what is the Yoruba for thinking men? What would how would that pronounce? Bro, don't. Bro, I can't speak Yoruba because it's a tonal language. So it's not what you say; it's how you say it. Okay. Which and I've tried my hardest to speak Yoruba, but I just get laughed at because I'll think I'm pronouncing something, and then when my mum corrects me, I'm like, "That's what I said." She'd be like, duh, 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 duh. and I'm just like, "Oh, this is long." Like even my name. Even my name, for ex- example, you know, people go Baba Tunde. It's not Baba Tunde. It's Baba Tunde. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, so you've just had to put up with the fact that it gets mispronounced all, all the, time. the time. But even I mispronounce it. Because so Baba I, Tunde? Yeah, Baba Tunde, which is Father Baba. Returned. That's, That's what your name means? Yeah, yeah. Literal uh, translation is Father Returned. Wow. Yeah. And, and then a- Aleshe, well, Aleshe which is we can do it. But if you change the way you say my surname, if you go, that's we can't do it. <laughs> do you get what I'm saying? Wow. Like it is, I hate my language because it's just like, you, you, if you distress a vowel, yeah. it changes everything. Wow. Yeah. So presumably the Nigerian version of Bob the Builder. <laughs> you, you, do you know what I mean? You've got to get that bang on. Because yeah. can we build it? No, we can't. Yeah, we can't. We can't. I, I just, <laughs> it's so funny. Like my friend Kumar Kamalagaran. Yeah. It's, I think Malaysian Kumar, but it's it's Kumar. Oh. So his his wife, his mum, all of his siblings call him Kumar, and everyone else calls him Kumar. But Kumar means man of God, oh. and Kumar means 
cow herder. And it's, do you know what I mean? And it's, it's so his mum gets really angry if someone calls him Kumar because she's like, he's not a cow herder. He's Kumar, he's a man of God. But it must be that, it must be frustrating that you just have to just let people mispronounce it. Yeah. Because yeah. There's, no one's going to be like, ba ba tundi. That's not going to happen. Presumably when you get a Starbucks. You... Uh, uh, Tim. <laughs> I, really, I just don't waste time. Yeah, Tim, yeah, yeah, my name's yeah, Tim. Yeah. I ain't got time for all of this. Yeah, yeah. Tandy? 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 I love that. Right, what is the, um, what's the final one? The Bible. Okay, this is interesting. Yes, yes. So the yes. Bible, are you a religious man? I am. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I'm a Christian. Um, and what is that like? Because, yeah. but I like that because it's there aren't many people that I would know that that say they love religion. Yeah, I it's love kind it. of it's a trendy thing to not yeah. like. So, what do you love about it? I, I love the history. Mm -hmm. I love the history of religion. I'm not I'm not one of those uh, Christians that are just just there for the sake of it. I love the history. I love studying the Bible. I love the characters. Who's your favorite? Jesus. <laughs> and in your mind's eye, yeah. um, uh, how are you seeing Jesus? Are you seeing him as the, uh, you know, the That's bloke that looks like he's from Nickelback? <laughs> or are you are you seeing a different Jesus? I mean, historically... It, well, it, the it the it real Jesus be... looks like Omar Jalili. <laughs> and, and yet, and yet well, for some reason, he's always BJ. Might do, might do. Might, no, but might like, be darker. Maybe, I don't know. No, he I is, don't know. But they, they did that the recreation of him and he looked like DJ Khaled. <laughs> and yet, he's never... You, have you seen the photo? It's, I've seen it. I've yeah, seen yeah it. totally. But it's sort of... Yeah. He's always got abs, hasn't he? <laughs> and you're like, I don't know if he, you know, he looks like he was but doing CrossFit. He's, he's always good looking, but in the Bible, the literal, in Isaiah, there's a description of how he will be. Yeah. And he and it describes him as not being good looking. Right. Like, and that's why people will shun him because it's just like, this guy doesn't even look good. Like, you expect us to take him as to be the, the savior of the world? It's like, nah. And so that lends into the story of why he was like, you know, mistreated when he was here. Yeah. Do you understand? But I love faith, man. I love my, my faith. I've been a Christian since the age of 16. And oh, the age of 16? Yeah, man. It's just something that's, that's, I've always, it's just stuck with me. I was a Christian, well, my mum always used to take me to church. Yeah. But, um, I, I, I opted out, like, by the time I got old enough to, like, you know, talk back, I was just like, I ain't going to church. Yeah. And my mum just left me to it. She was just like, fine, don't worry. Yeah. You'll find your own way. Yeah. And then I did. One day I was just like, man, I I need God in my life, and I'm glad I did. Okay, because it's so it's in the area that I grew up in. So easy to go down the wrong path, and it's so easy to get influenced um, by the wrong crowd, and so that path was always there. So, what does faith give you? Honestly, it gives me uh, grounding. I'll be real, bro. I'll be real. Without without Christ in my life, I'd be a loose cannon. Right. Real talk. I'm not even going to lie to you. Yeah. I'd be a loose... Not loose kind of in, in the sense of like angry and da-da-da. But you couldn't tell me I couldn't do whatever I wanted to do. I'm glad I have it in my life, man. And like when you I say... I wouldn't be a good person at all. Really? Bro. Yeah, so, man. So like in... in because it gives you a template to be better. Is that what yeah, you're saying? Yeah. Gives right. me morals. Gives me values. I think it's, it's where my father would have been the one to teach me yeah. those things. Yeah. Religion has come in and given me that. Yeah. I'm not saying that my mom never taught me these things, but 
it's different when it comes from a dad. When a dad tells you, stop. All right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm, I'm a chill. You know what I'm saying? When my mum told me stop, it was just like, I'm still going to push the boundaries. Mm. Whereas religion is 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 giving me those boundaries. Yeah. Do you go to church every week? Yeah. Well, not as often as I can, but yeah, every week is, you know, the aim. But obviously with how busy I am nowadays, it's not always possible, but yeah. When you're on tour, mm. do you go to different churches? No, no, no. I'll watch my church online. Oh, really? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what I'll do. Okay. Yeah, man. Yeah. What, you've never felt the temptation to kind of... Go to another because I know. No, yeah, Frank I mean, Skinner does that. Like, because okay. Frank Skinner's a Catholic, and I know he will. He'll take mass at different places. But there's so much. The, the annoying thing about church is there's so many denominations. What are you? What does you know? Just Christian. Yeah, Christian. Evan. We go to an evangelical church, but there's so many. I mean, I grew up in a Pentecostal church. Right, that's where I first started going to church, and that's totally different. That's you know what you watch on like uh, American like shows, like the yeah. whole everyone getting into yeah, the spirit yeah. and stuff like that. That's that. Mm-hmm. And I remember I was going there for quite a while, and I was just like, this, this ain't this, this is not for me. But you just too I mean? much shaking titties. Yeah, way too. <laughs> <laughs> but it is that thing of it always feels like it's the elephant in the room is yeah. that the, the, the tits are everywhere. And it's not, do you know what I mean? It's just, you never see that on Songs of Praise, but whenever you see, but like I've never seen shaking tits like I've seen it. When you, yeah, it's yeah. all that and yeah. everything's there and fucking. Yeah, I remember, looks... once, I remember once, yeah, I was, I, was, <laughs> I was working on the altar team. So I was the guy that would catch the people who would. Um, fainting. Yeah, fainting. <sighs> and I Get remember it. there was this, she was a large woman. Yeah, yeah. And I'm standing, I'm probably like, yeah, like a f- 22. Yeah. But you boys just stood there like a yeah. fleshy wicket keeper. Yeah, exactly. Are you trying to pick which yeah. one's going to go? And then this guy just came just right next to me. He was just like, I got this. Don't worry about that. Because he was just like, you're about to get flattened. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, man. Um, so I love that. So as the service is going yeah. on, so you guys are on the order, you're like yeah. waiting to catch. Yeah, and there's this catch. one lead guy who's like, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. I've got her. I've got her. Yeah. But it, I mean, <laughs> back I, up. Yeah. yeah. I love that. I love that. But you know, you got the preacher that's, you know, trying to give people the spirit. And I remember he touched my forehead and I was just like, I don't feel nothing. Yeah. And he's trying to push me. And I'm just like, dude, like, because everyone else is just fainting. Then he's barely touching them and they're just like, oh, yeah. falling out. <laughs> and he's pushing me. And I was just like, Nah, man, I'm I'm not with this. And did you feel like you knew that it uh, didn't work for you, or did you feel bad? Like, were you like, why am I not fainting? I felt bad. Yeah, that's what I mean. It must so be guess weird. Guess what I did? I pretended, pretended to, to faint. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's just like you know what I mean. But no, I go to an evangelical church now, which is a lot more conservative. Okay. Um, but no, faith has just been one of those things where I mean, my wife also, she's a Christian as well. Yeah. And so it's a it's a huge thing for me. What is your favorite hymn? Is the one that really gets you going? Gets me going. I've got a song. I've got a song. But this is from the Pentecostal Church. But okay. I love this song because okay. it used to make me laugh so much. So it's Jamaica. It's Patwa, right? Okay. So the lyrics go. Um, <laughs> <laughs> the lyrics go. Uh, I wish somebody so would catch a fire. Catch a fire, catch a fire. I wish somebody so would catch a fire, burn them with the Holy Ghost. 
And then everyone would go, Bondem, Bondem, Bondem with the Holy Ghost. Oh, and yeah. that was the funny. When I first heard that, I was dying laughing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> Bondem, like, we use that in the streets, like, oh, Bond that. You know what I'm saying? Like, as in burn that, like, Bond that, bruv. That's rubbish. Get yeah. out of it. But they're in the church singing, Bond them with the Holy Ghost. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, that was my favorite song ever. Yeah, and it sounds like as well, like you're very close to Bummum as well. You know what I mean? <laughs> like that. Presumably as a kid, you're like, Bummum with the Holy Ghost. Hey! No way, no, no way. No, no, no. I mean, you, you oh wouldn't say that, God. but that's what I'm hearing. <laughs> no. Oh my God. But that's what it would have Bummum with the Holy Ghost. Oh my God. We had a teacher called Mr. Joyce and clearly yeah. what he was doing was cultural appropriation, but we loved it. I mean, like yeah. my my primary school, it was just white yeah. and he was giving it all like, he was like this old hippie and he was like, you know, he was making a sing. So that song I was singing earlier, um, he comes from the glory. He was making us sing, he come from the glory. So we were singing it like all these kind of white, he come from the glory. Hey, he come from the glorious kingdom. Oh, yes, believer. Like, so we oh, were like sick. eight years old, <laughs> loving it. And then I remember the first time I sung it, how I'd been singing it. And people were like, no, no. You can't sing it You like can't that. do that here. <laughs> Fucking Hitler youth. You need to turn it down a bit. <laughs> do you know what I mean? But it, it's... As yeah. as I like hymns, man. I think Jason yeah. Manford does that at the end of one of his shows where he kind of gets everyone singing those yeah. kind of... But it's sort of the communal element of it. See, I like the idea of religion. I like like what you were saying earlier, that the the code of be, be kind, mm. it's just when it kind of gets mixed up and it mm. gets used in the wrong way, yeah. I find frustrating. Very, same. I do you know what I mean? Well. Yeah. But like you say, if you're studying it, are you studying the sort of clearly the deeper meanings behind the literal? Yeah. Yeah, right. Uh, and that's another reason why I had to leave the Pentecostal church because I remember this, uh, there was a preacher that just didn't understand language. So they took everything literally. Mm. And I was just like, oh, oh, you don't understand language. Like you don't understand like hyperbole and being rhetorical and did it. I was like, oh no, oh, this is bad. And then I started noticing it with like every other preacher and I was just like, oh no. And then I'd challenge them and they'll be like, no, 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 no. It means this. And I'll be like, oh no, this is, this is terrible. I need to leave. Yeah. I need to leave because I'm learning the wrong thing because right. I'm reading something and I'm getting it. And you don't get this. Yeah. And you've been in ministry for like years. Mm. This ain't good. So then I switched church and I was just like, yeah, these guys, they they get it. They understand the word. Not to say I know better than any preacher, mm -hmm. but just language, like different understandings of how language works. Like, you know, you read, there's certain things you read in Revelations and you'll think to yourself, a dragon? And it's just like, my guy, this is he's being he's use he's using exaggeration. Mm. He's being he's just it's calm down. Yeah. Ain't no dragon appearing in the sky, my guy. But like you go to a black church and it is really like a dragon's coming soon. <laughs> and it's just like, oh my gosh, like, you know what I mean? So Yeah, yeah. Yeah, man. So how often do you do that then? Would you sort of read the Bible? Back in the day, all the time. Nowadays, geez, man, I I need to make time because But have you read it cover to cover? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But that in itself is kind of fascinating. Yeah, I did that when I was really young. Like when I first became a Christian. This... Funny enough, I read the Apocrypha, which is longer. What's that? The Apocrypha is, 
Do Catholics use it? I think, the, I think Catholics use it. and I know the Ethiopian Orthodox Church, they use the Apocrypha. So there's more books. Books that are not in the canon, which is the Bible. Right. So there's extra books. So you've got like the book of... It's a bit like the Tales of Grindelwald. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like J.K. Rowling, yeah. You've got, got more I got books others. in it, yeah, yeah. basically. But funny enough, I would, my, my dad was Muslim. Okay. So I've always had like... Religion's always just been a part of my life. And... um. I remember early on going to like mosques and stuff like that. So one way or another, I was I was gonna be something, mm. but I chose Christianity. Like, yeah. And do you have people from your church ever come to your stand up? Some, yeah, yeah. And is that? Do you feel nervous or do you yeah. feel? Some of them have come up to me like, oh, I didn't know you speak like that. Yeah, I'm, yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, I know, I, I've I've got to that under control please please forgive me <laughs> all right yeah but that's the, but they have to because they're christian yeah 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 so it gives you like a nice clear code to be a better person that's what definitely. you're taking from it yeah definitely yeah. man definitely mm. and I'm, I'm glad it's it's done that because you know I, I wouldn't want to think i was just rude to people like especially back in the day before i found christianity i was just I wasn't horrible, but I didn't know no better. So mm. I had to speak to people anyhow. Mm. And, I, you know, regardless of, like, how immature I was, it's just not good. And so but the things like that just upset me. Like when I Empathy is a it. difficult thing, though, isn't it? It's sort of like, it's how do you get taught empathy? Yeah. So you either get it, like you say, in your case, clearly you've got that from religion, that sort of understanding of other people. Mm-hmm. It's a very difficult thing to have, particularly mm. the way we now connect. Everyone connects through phones. Mm. So there's less face-to-face conversation. Yeah, yeah, there's yeah. less... I guess what you've done with the Bible is you've read it and you've assimilated it and you've kind of figured it out. Okay, what are the messages? What do I take from this? How do I be the best person I can be yeah. from it? Yeah. And that in itself, that is quite a difficult thing to get these days, isn't it? That mm. thing of going, right, how can I be the best version of me? Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Difficult. But, and it's not just about being the best person of, um, the best version of yourself. It's recognising, yes, you may try to be good, yeah. right? But you're not always going to achieve that. So it's learning, you know, how to forgive yourself, how to ask for forgiveness, not just from God, but from other people mm. who you will offend at some point. Because just because you become a Christian doesn't mean that you forget how to sin. You're going to mess up yeah. at some times. But recognizing that and then humbling yourself enough to go to someone and say, I recognize I did this. Um, I'm sorry. What What's the hardest sorry you've ever had to say? Oh, That's quite a deep question. Deep, bro. Because uh, <laughs> I instantly think of little sorries, but I can't think of like, I remember, you know, I bet my brother 20 quid that he wouldn't eat a tin of dog food. <laughs> and that's on me. Because he only ate bit of it. He only ate a little bit of it. So didn't I'm, you pay him? No, he didn't either. He didn't finish the tin. <laughs> <laughs> and, I, and I feel bad for that because I could have given him the money. That's hilarious. No. Yeah. <laughs> but have you ever watched a grown man eat dog food? No way. No way would I even bet someone nah, to do that. It was a low moment. You are a crazy it was person, disgusting. Man. Yeah, but he was like, Ruh. like he was, was just he drunk. No, no, he wasn't. He was so just. Why the hell did he do that? He just really needed the money. But that was like like a real like a backstreet ant and deck. That's, do you know what I mean? Like, I'll give you the money. Like going up to Dean Gaffney and go, right, you want 20 quid for this. That's what so was that funny. like? Because you did I'm a Celeb. Yeah, yeah. Was that 
what was that doing the challenges and all that was that brutal was it hard no you know what you wake up with so much anxiety yeah because it's, it's the first thing in the morning so you wake up and you're just like oh my god i might have to face a snake today <sighs> and the thing about it they blindfold you yeah so as soon as you get called up to do a trial it's like boom and you don't see nothing until they rev- they take it off and antidecker in your face and it's just like, I don't like this. Yeah. You well, know? that must be so weird for you because everyone else's relationship with antidec is, hey, it's those two that, you know, like, mean us no harm, like, f- fun, fun brothers. But you must see them and go, what the fuck are those assholes going to no, do no, to no, me? No, 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 but you know what it is? You recognise it's not them. Yeah. Re- it, there was this one guy on set and if you saw him, you were just like, oh, this is about to be long. He would always come on set with a hat and you knew he was the guy that, it was animals now. Animals yeah, yeah, are involved yeah. now. And it was just like, oh no. Did you ever have rats and anything like that? No. So someone else, who had rats? I think Owen had rats. Yeah. And then, no, Owen had snake, a snake. Scarlet had a rat. And then I got my worst fear, which is frogs. Please, let's not go down okay. the reason why I hate frogs. But anyway, I had frogs. But I remember when I saw him, I was just like, what are you doing here? Because this is a challenge. This ain't a trial. Right? A trial is the big one. Yeah. So when I saw him for the challenge, I'm just like, you're not supposed to be here. Why are you here? <laughs> you know, I was proper getting upset because I was just like, what's, what's, what's happening here? They were like, no, just calm down. Don't worry. It's this critters. So I'm, they said critters to me. I'm thinking, oh, critters. You mean like little cockroaches and things? I didn't know what critters meant. Critters is everything. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. rats, snakes. Da, da, da. They're just using a nice term. So mm. I was just like, what I'm going to get is it going to scratch me or bite me? And he looked at me and was just like, what box are you in? I was like, box three. He was just like, not your box. But he had a smile on his face. Yeah. And everyone was smiling on set. So I'm just like, what's everyone giggling about, right? Mm. So I get in my box and then you hear the rustling behind you. And I'm oh. just like, okay, the animal's about to come in. All right, oh. cool, just brace yourself. Then a frog jumps out and I'm like, oh, hell no. And I look out and everyone is laughing. The camera crew, everybody, they're laughing. And I, and I look at Owen and I look at Scarlett and they're just busting up. And I'm just like, you, you pricks. Because everyone knows I'm scared of frogs. And why, put, why frogs? D- d- let's not get into it, man. Okay, but I don't like frogs. I don't like frogs. I don't like toads, right? And they put, they put toads. They put toads in my box. Yeah. And then when we finished the challenge and I got out... Everyone got a piece of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> and was that on telly? That was on telly, but okay. all, all the extra, that was all cut out. The, yeah, yeah, the yeah. me popping off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it weren't funny. That's what you want to see, though. It's like, I'm a celeb, like, uncut. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, that uh, yeah, that would have been good if you saw our, our year. Did you get kind of feel like you got friends for life from that or was yeah. it oh okay 100 okay cool yeah Who, I mean, we don't often talk but people like mike tyndall love that guy to bits man yeah 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 absolute diamond yeah. love him scarlet owen all of them charlene white jill scott but yeah me and mike man that's my guy yeah, yeah. that is my guy for life bro yeah. i love that guy yeah real real good guy yeah man i love that babatunde that was fantastic Thank you so much for coming on the show, man. Thank you. Absolutely fantastic. There you go. That was Babatunde Aleshi. Uh, he's touring right now. Uh, he's got a new show called Babahood. Um, and you can get tickets. Babahood's a great name for a title. Let's not muck around. You can get tickets for his show at babatundealeshi.com. See you next week. <laughs>